0: And Welcome back to Kidman Talk number 107. Hey, today we're going to be talking about three quick tips for effectively teaching preschoolers. The podcast today is sponsored by Go Curriculum, who has just made a big announcement that they are going to be Introducing a preschool curriculum. So, users of Go are pretty pumped about this. But whether or not you use the Go curriculum, whatever curriculum you use, I've got three simple, easy secrets to make your preschool teaching phenomenal. So, sit back, relax, and get ready for three keywords. They all start with the letter I. That if you implement into your preschool teaching, the kids will have a great time, plus they'll be learning. Are you ready to learn what they are? All right, let's talk preschool kid men. Hey, this is Carl Bastian from Kidology.org, and I'm sure if you're listening to this and you saw the title, I don't need to take too much time to convince you that preschoolers can indeed learn the Bible and understand the gospel and even come into a relationship with Christ even at a young age. I've a bit of an authority on that because I myself came to Christ at the young age of only four. I was being watched by uh, a lady in our church named Candy. I've always been a big fan of Candy. And um, after I had a little conflict with some big boys picking on me outside and said to her, well, I don't want to be like them when I grow up. She surprised me by saying, you know, Carl, I don't know what you'll be like when you grow up, because the kind of person you're going to be depends on what you've done with Jesus. So even at the age of four, I understood that I had a decision to make, and what I decided to do with Jesus would actually impact the kind of person that I was going to be. And so I prayed that very simple prayer of surrender, acknowledgement of sin, and a desire to live for and to follow Jesus for the rest of my life. Obviously, I had a lot to learn, and that's where Christian education comes in and discipleship comes in, but I've been living for Jesus ever since. And so I passionately believe in the importance of teaching young children the Word of God. You know, the Apostle Paul said to Timothy, since your infancy, you have known the Word of God. So Timothy obviously grew up in a family where even when he was young, he was learning about the Lord, studying the scriptures and being set on the right path. We all know Proverbs says, train up a child in the way they should go. When they're old, they will not depart from it. All right. So we need to invest in this age. So I've got three letter I's for you that you can um, take to heart and realize uh, how important preschool ministry is. And the first is simply that preschool ministry needs to be intentional. Now, I don't have to say that preschool is not child care because we don't like the word child care in children's ministry, right? We do ministry to kids. And yet, dare I say, sometimes what's going on in our preschool classrooms really is not much more than spiritual child care. If your preschool classroom is full of adults just sitting around a table talking while the kids are playing, that's childcare. If your children's ministry has the kids engaged in learning for the entire time, then that's ministry. Now that's not to say the kids have to be and completely, the entire hour, you know, sitting at your feet, listening to a Bible story, but it does mean that you need to be intentional. We have one, maybe two hours a week with these kids. The rest of the week, they're being influenced by media and entertainment and their family, and you know, and so many other inputs. We have just some precious little bit of time, so we need to make the most of all of that time. Even their. Playful activities, even their quote unquote free time, can be intentional and it can be a part of the lesson. It is so important that we make every minute count from the moment the kids come into the room until they leave. And that's why it's so important to use a preschool curriculum because a curriculum gives you a plan, all right? If you just throw yourself into a room full of kids, um, as, as my mom used to say, if you don't have a plan for the kids, they'll have a plan for you. So a curriculum gives you that plan. The Go curriculum that they're releasing, if you're not familiar with Go, you can go to kidology.org slash Go. I've got a video there where I talk about why I love the Go curriculum so much and the different aspects of it. Well, they're now Creating something for preschoolers and it has small group activities, it has large group activities, has this cool little character called Topher the Gopher um, that uh, the kids are going to enjoy very much. But you want to have a plan, and you want to execute that plan. One thing I love about little kids is they can't even read, right? And so you can actually put your lesson plan, your overall schedule, you can print it out and stick it right on the wall. I don't like to walk around holding like a leader's guide or a piece of paper. So when I'm teaching preschoolers, I'll put in large print the basic schedule, the game time, the craft time, the story time, the snack time, um, a sure wish there was a nap time, but there isn't. Um, and I'll put that right up on the wall. And that way, as I'm interacting with the kids, I can just glance up at all one of the four walls and have my schedule just posted right up there. So you want to be intentional. You want to make every single minute that you have with those kids count. And that doesn't mean it's always teaching. Again, even if it's just some free time and you've got the blocks out and the toys out, If the leaders are engaging with the kids, if they're sitting on the floor playing with the kids, that's intentional because you're building rapport. You're building a relationship. You're making those kids feel loved and special and like you're glad that they're there. And when you get to your more direct teaching time, they're going to be so much more receptive because they're listening to a friend, not just some stranger who's trying to pass things on to them. So take preschool ministry seriously and be intentional. Whatever material you use, be intentional about it. The second letter I is to make it interactive, all right? Preschool kids are wired to move. They're wired to do, all right? Trying to get them to sit down and listen to a story, you might be able to get away with that probably about a minute for every year they've been alive. So, you know, a five-year-old tops five minutes, a two-year-old maybe two minutes, and that might even be stretching it and being a little bit uh, optimistic. So you've got to make it interactive. Kids want to play. My goal is that they think they were playing the entire hour, even when they were learning. So even as you tell the Bible story, make it interactive. Have the kids getting up, have them moving around, have them looking for things, have them handling things that you pass around. You can hide things in the room. You can have a buzzword that if you say the certain word, they all have to jump up and scream, or they have to clap their hands, or spin around three times. You want to make sure it's interactive and the kids are part of it. One of my favorite sayings in kids ministry is that we need to turn spectators into participants. This is true all the way up through elementary, but even more so with preschoolers, all right? Get them involved. Constantly be asking, what can the kids do as I'm either teaching or leading or sharing? How can I get their hands, their feet, involved, all of their senses as much as possible. You want to make it interactive and keep it moving. You know, one of the um, little tips uh, that is counterintuitive is you need to quit something while they still like it. I know that sounds crazy, right? Why would you stop while they like something? Well, here's a funny thing about preschool kids, and it's kind of true with elementary too. When you bring an activity up like, hey, we're going to play this game or we're going to do this, Kids don't remember the fun they had if they played it for like a half hour. They remember their last associated emotion. In other words, if you play a game and it's going really well and so you're just milking it and you're like, hey man, this if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And so you just keep playing. And they get tired of it and they get, you know, kinda, you know, just losing interest and you finally stop the game because you know it's kind of fizzling out, the next time you go to play it, all they remember is the fizzle out. They don't remember the 20 minutes that they were screaming and yelling and having a great time. They remember that they got tired of it, and they go, oh, not that game again. But if you stop a game or an activity while they like it, even against their cries of no, you're able to say, hey, we'll play this again if we have extra time. Or we'll play it again next week. And when you bring that game or activity up, the kids will cheer because they're remembering their last emotion associated with that activity was how disappointed they were when you stopped it. So keep it moving, make it fun, keep it interactive. You ready for the last one? The last one is be imaginative. Oh, kids have the greatest imaginations at this age. We all are given an imagination. That's part of the creativity that God's instilled into us as part of being created in his image, the ultimate creator. He's made us creative. And kids, especially preschoolers, are completely imaginative. They love to make believe and they love to pretend. If you use for the Gopher or use some puppet or character, you talk about it as though it's real. Now, the kids know it's not real. You know, there's been times in ministry where I'm talking imaginative as though things are true, and I've actually had adults uh, think that I'm lying to the kids. In fact, at camp, I have a puppet that I do named Gus. So, maybe you've heard Gus on the podcast. Hey, did you say my name? Gus. Shush. Oh, sorry. Okay, anyway. What I'll run into a kid at camp and he'll say, hey, Pastor Carl, where's Gus? Well, Gus is probably in a bag back in my cabin. Hey, shush. But if I say instead, Gus is canoeing right now, the kids instantly get this image of Gus out in a canoe, and we enjoy that imaginative conversation. In fact, later at chapel that night, when I get Gus out and say, how was your day? And he says, I was out canoeing. Thank you, Gus. Um, You get this immediate connection with that kid in the audience because they remember, oh, yeah, I actually talked to Pastor Carl when when Gus was canoeing. And I've had counselors, you know, go to the camp director and say, Carl lied to the children. and, And we've had it gently explained. No, Carl's engaging in imaginative conversation. Kids love to imagine. If you pressed them, they would know Gus is probably in a bag. They know he's a puppet. But they love imagining and they love adults. Who know how to imagine as well and how to talk creatively? So let kids act things out, do dramas, have them—they um, can—they can finger paint with invisible ink, and they'll see the picture, and they'll enjoy the picture, and they'll be showing the picture to their parents that they drew, and their parents are like, okay, it's a white piece of paper. No, it's an imaginative drawing. So use the kids' imaginations. Get them playing, get them imagining, get them making things up. Um, Talk about fake Things like, you know, not fake, uh, make believe, as though it's real, and the kids will love you and they will connect with you. Hey, preschoolers, you have such a great opportunity to start them in the right direction of knowing and loving God. As you know, um, when a fraction uh, starts out, not a fraction, an angle, you know, the more you shape it early on, the further out it gets further and further apart, right? We have the incredible potential to start kids out when they're young on a trajectory of knowing and loving God. So, Be intentional about what you do with your preschoolers. If you're not using a curriculum, I hope you'll go to gocurriculum.com and check out the new material that they are just now releasing. It's going to be fantastic. I'm starting it at my own church August 1st, and I can't wait because I just love the quality, I love the humor, I love the imaginative. Be intentional. In fact, if you go to kidology.org slash go, you can even get a discount coupon to save some money on the curriculum because we love to equip you and support you and, and uh, support your ministry in that way. All right. Thank you for listening. I can't wait until the next time we get to chat. Remember, you can shape the show. Send me your feedback. Uh, comment on the Facebook post you can drop me an email at carl at kidmintalk.com you can reach me on Twitter at kidmintalk or at kidologies I love hearing from you and can't wait till our paths cross sometime soon